0: Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. Today I've got one of our fantastic members on from our Adamstown gym. I've got Sarah, so thanks for coming on, Sarah.
1: You're welcome.
0: Sarah's been training with us for quite a while now, since start of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So I uh, wanted to have her on so we can talk a little bit about um, her time with us and a little bit more about what she'd done previously and how she ended up. Um, Inside Out Gym. So tell me a bit about what you had done um, in your early years exercise-wise.
1: Well, from a teenager, I always wanted to, like, get in a gym, get skinny. That was my main goal, you know, teenage years. So I used to do kind of fitness a lot, but it always ended in failure because I'd get there, I'd go on the treadmill, and that's the extent of what I did. So. I think it was, then I did fitness first for a little bit, um, joined with a friend. We got a personal trainer. Um, he left the gym, but was like, hey, I'm doing, doing it outside if you want to join with me. So we both left. Did with him for a couple of months. Then he moved away. And then I went to Europe came back, had my children, and then I ended up with my new job, which was at a desk, so I was like, I have to do something. So ended up at the Gorilla Pit for a couple of months, but it was just, it was quite expensive, and they were, they didn't sort of separate you from, the other people in terms of fitness level. So I started brand new after having 10 like eight years off. They put me in with people who were doing like been at doing it for ages and they didn't try and say, hey, you can start off slow, you can start off with this, like you guys do. They just threw me in the deep end and went, well, 20 kilos is our lighter, so that'll you'll just have to work with that. Mm. And it just wasn't, wasn't friendly,
0: wasn't fun. <laughs> um, going back to to like you said, you started the gym, you know, you were about the same age, I think, 32. I you don't need to tell everyone. You're 21, <laughs> yeah. 21 forever. 21. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, b- back, you know, when we sort of would have started working out, like back in you know, the late teens, early twenties, that was kind of what you did. You go and join a gym because there were like as in a big gym where you go in, treadmills, ellipticals, recumbent bikes, weight, you know, all the machines. And then you could do like the, the sort of classes in there if you wanted. But uh, I guess the the options to to work out weren't as big as they were now, which is you know something that always interests me because I talk to younger people now who are, you know, say 20 years old and they're more likely to have done, you know, something like this as opposed to probably going join the gym. So you know, back then you had to kind of get your own personal trainer like you did to get um, get help if you weren't, you know, really sure what to do. There was, wasn't as much information online. So that's where even when I first started um, as a personal trainer, that's where, you know, if people didn't know what they were doing in the gym, they needed help. And that's where it can be quite expensive doing one-on-one training, um, which is where the group stuff obviously is a little bit, little bit easier. But with... Um, your story about obviously leading up to having kids and then when you have kids and then it just goes on the wayside like you said for about we said 7 or 8 years yeah. uh, very very common i think when you know obviously i don't have kids but for a lot of the mums who i've spoken to over the years it's a very uh, very similar story where life just goes on hold for so sometimes it's one year sometimes 5 years sometimes you know 7 or 8 years sometimes 10 years and it's not until that they get a little bit more Uh, I guess, balance in their life or they have the opportunity to do it. But what what was the thing that wanted to sort of change for you into getting back into the swing of it when you started at the other gym sort of after kids?
1: Well, it was mainly to do with my new job. Like I always was in hospitality or retail, so I was always on my feet. So I never really had an issue with, you know, being a physically active person but a uh, new job i sit at the desk for six hours a day four to four or five days a week and there's a little thing at my company they call it the amy ass where it's just inevitable that everyone grows and grows an ass when they what, what
0: did you say it's called sorry
1: amy ass amy so, <laughs> a, little, a little ode to where i work but um it's like everyone says it's inevitable, like people will get fat. It's just known and that terrified me. So I was like, I just, I don't, like I didn't, like not being fat's terrifying but it was more to do with the fact I wanted to lead a lead a healthy lifestyle because not only for me and, you know, with previous fat issues, it, for my kids, like I wanted to show them that. You know, it's good to be active and to to take care of yourselves.
0: Yeah, so. and I think it, it can be such an easy thing to fall into bad habit when you've got a sedentary job. Uh, and that's the majority of people that we have working out with us, the very, very vast majority do have jobs that where they're sitting for most, if not all, of the day. And if you don't do something to combat that, I mean, for starters, like you mentioned um, you know, back pain, hip pain, and all those sort of postural issue, issues can come up. But just from a movement and activity standpoint, if you don't do something to, to counter that, you can get through your days and I've only done one or 2,000 steps in a whole day. Your heart rate's never gotten above what it is at resting. And when you are working sedentary jobs too, which you may be able to speak to, eating food and eating that bad food or eating in excess can become a hell of, hell of a lot easier, um, especially now with people working at home a lot more. Fridge is never too far away. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very common for, for people to feel that. And and I think for you, I mean, was there some, something specific that triggered your interest into wanting to kickstart or was it just the fact that enough was enough and you wanted to get moving again?
1: But yeah, a little bit like that. I just wanted to just do something for me as well. Like mums in general, like our whole lives, like my whole life up until you know, my kids were eight and six. Like I my whole life revolved around them. I didn't do anything that didn't involve them or um, or my husband or my my home. It was always just kids or work and I was like, I just wanted a little bit of it to just be for me. Mm. And I was like, that's it. Like I yeah. always always wanted to to get skinny, but that's uh, definitely a a different goal now that I've um been in the gym for a while. It's uh, throwing out the skinny, I just want to get ripped.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I'll talk about that in a moment too. But yeah, I think it's really important to to sort of highlight that for a lot of parents and and I feel like it's especially mums, you put everyone else first before yourself and that's where, like you said, there's family life, there's work life, there's not much else outside of that unless you make time for it and that's where the gym and, and that is people's outlet. Obviously, it's good for their physical health and mental health but it's also their outlet where they can do something for themselves they've got a group of friends that they either come with or they make there at the gym and you become sort of friendly in that and you get to see them you know multiple times a week and it is your outlet and even if it is only you know 45 minutes a day uh, you know that's that's time that's for you and you can you know sounds horrible but you forget about everything else just for that time and then when you finish up you're back into mum mode and wife mode and work mode and you can carry on with you with your day but I think it's really important for people to have that that outlet, you know, regardless of what it is. And for a lot of people, they do choose for it to be the gym. And in your case, I think it, um, it works. Obviously, you know, you're coming first thing in the morning. So you get up and very rarely is there a morning that we we don't see you, which is a credit to you. But having, having that sort of set up your day, um, do you find that it puts you in a better mood and better position for the rest of your day?
1: Most of the time. Uh, yesterday I wasn't in a good mood. I was in pain. But, um, yeah, no, it does. It set, sets up a, a good tone of the day and, it yeah, just sets it all up, makes me a bit more happier, a little bit more clear-minded, so to speak. Yeah, yeah.
0: You mentioned your goals have changed a bit, like you went from wanting to be skinny to wanting to be like a bit you know, stronger and, and sort of looking at that a bit more. So tell me a bit about that thought process and that transition.
1: Well, I think... The whole skinny thought is just, you know, back in teenage years, you just look at all, like I was the bigger girl in my friend group, so I was always the larger one and I just, I hated it. But so that was always my mindset. I was like, I just want to be like my friends. I want to be wearing bikinis at the beach instead of, you know, having my shirt over the top because I felt uncomfortable and that was sort of my mindset. And then even when I joined the gym, I was like, I just want to get rid of my baby weight. I want to, I want to just get into feeling happy and a good pair of jeans. And and now I think it it was probably a year, year on where I started going, well, actually, weights are... You know, I used to not be a big fan of them, but now I'm like, I love them. Like, I love to know what my body can do and how strong I can get. Like, I could never have ever thought I would be able to deadlift my own body weight, and here I am. And, like, that, I've just wanted to tell everybody and, like, (laughs) the only people who know that care. Yeah. Like, my, my, my gym guys and, like, I'll be like telling, like, my mom and like my friends and they're like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, you have no
0: idea what that means. Yeah. But <laughs> well, your gym friends all know. They know how good that yeah. is. But it's I think it's really, it's been such a positive movement, I think, probably over the last decade or so, where it's become a little more uh popular and with social media and everything for women to start to lift weights more and, and sort of focus on strength training, you know, as much as you know we still do you know cardio and and, and core work and you know everything like that but in years gone by and would have been probably back when when you first started women would would sort of notoriously just hang on the treadmill and do the bike elliptical you know they might do like spin class or classes and things but you wouldn't really ever see a girl going to do like squats or deadlifts or bench press or anything like that and and i think it's just it's probably part of this the shift in the industry where there's a lot more of it available now to women and and i think a lot of it's education based where not as much anymore but we definitely used to get a lot of questions when we talked to women as they were starting and they'd say oh i don't want to lift weights because i don't want to get bulky and they'd seen you know photos of like some female bodybuilder who's you know extremely bulky but that is literally been her dedicated life for 20 years um, and sort of having to educate them that that's not what's going to happen if you just come and do some strength training, you know, a few times a week. Uh, but now it's it's a lot more widely known that that's not going to happen. And more to your point, having goals around strength is so much healthier mentally than having goals around how much you weigh. And that's yeah. where, you know, we purposely don't have scales in the gym and we still get asked uh, at the moment like do you guys have scales and we say no like and it's not because we don't can't be bothered getting a set it's just that we don't want people to come in jump on the scales every day or once a week and get disappointed if they put on 300 grams but there are so many other things like you mentioned with you know deadlifting your own weight like when you I think I might have even been there the day you did that Which was really cool, just to to see how happy it made you, and and show like all your hard work over the last, you know, it's been sort of over eighteen months now. But at that point, you know, all your hard work up until that point, you know, it it paid off. So, just a bit of a different shift, and it's been interesting for me to notice over the years how more women are interested in it, which I think is great. Um, I wanted to touch quickly on uh, some of the sort of issues you've had. You had a bit of back pain. When you when you started, and even uh, I think it was a bit of knee pain too, a few things that we kind of had to be mindful of. Um so talk a little bit about how that's changed since you've started so working out more.
1: My back pain was all resulting into I had back surgery well six years ago. And that was always a big factor for me. I was terrified to do anything weights or anything like that because I didn't want to go through what I went through. So I had a a, a bulging disc. It hit my side nerve, and that was it for me for a year. And having been told that the disc below is also slightly bulging always just always had my mindset of I can't do anything because one false move and that one will go and I'll be back to square one. So any sort of back twinge, pain, uncomfortable, I I was like, nah, I'm out, don't want to do that. And I think when I started, I, I straight away I was like, I can't do anything. And you guys were really, really supportive in that. But I think over time you sort of realised that it was more up here than actually mm. my body saying no. It was more like my head saying no.
0: It's a huge, yeah. um, it's a huge mental hurdle to get over any sort of injury. And then, like you said, yeah, especially with your back, because it you know effectively everything you do, like your back's involved. Um, not just a body weight deadlift, which is kind of interesting. That now you're like so strong, and that was something you were mindful. Um, but yeah, any any sort of like you said, you're so hesitant, and you're almost like guarding that area. And then there is a bit of a mental side of it where you actually can sometimes trick yourself into feeling like you are in pain when it's just yeah. you know, not. It's just just muscle pain, or it's just general general feeling. Um, how how does it feel now I mean how how has that kind of changed
1: I mean it's so much better like I barely barely have any issues I mean there's a few few still a few exercises it'll it'll wear up and I'll feel pain and I sort of just got to sit there and think is this a normal pain or is this my back pain like these sits are pretty pretty horrendous for the lower back yeah like, and Obviously, you're not really supposed to feel pain there. So anything, like, to do with that sort of movement. sit-ups, I used to not be able to do, but now I can do the, the, the straight-legged ones. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's, and I think you've probably built a lot of confidence as well, like, when when you are able to, to to do some of the things that you didn't thought you were able to and you know that's always been a conversation that we've had with you and anyone with an injury it's like well if you can't do it let's try something else but then the goal is just to never avoid it forever like we want to start to try to be able to use our body the way we used to but just the process in which we do that needs to be gradual and that's where you know it's it's been 18 months and there's still some things that don't feel great for you and we can still modify and change but yeah, I think a big part of it is, is your own confidence because you have been exercising and training so regularly for, for such a long amount of time with us now that you've got the confidence because you, you know you're a lot fitter and stronger than, than you were and, and then it's just about managing that and if there is certain movements that aren't great, we can change. But, it's um, yeah, back pain is no fun and you you having to go through surgery, it would have been a big ordeal. What, what caused it in the first place? Was it just, I mean, wear and tear or was it a certain injury or something that's happened?
1: They didn't really give me like a certain thing, but they believe that it would have probably been two, two childbirths would yeah. have been a good, good a, think, cause of it. Um, so they think that that's happened and then it was sitting and then like just one wrong
0: lift or something and it's it. um, (laughs) Yeah. Especially like for someone like yourself now who works in a sedentary role, unfortunately with back pain, if you don't do anything to help it, it just gets worse and worse and worse because when you're sitting for the majority of the day, you're not really in a good position for your your back to be sort of placed in an optimal state for your spine to be in a neutral position. So It's where a lot of people end up with back pain over the years. So um, it's, yeah, it must just feel, you feel like a different person when you don't have pain and you might have had to have changed careers almost if you still, if you couldn't have been sitting that long, would have been, we would have been constantly standing on the phone, which might have been hard. Um, no, that, 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 that's all great to hear, Sarah. And I think, like I mentioned a few times, you've been with us a little over a year and a half now, and it's been really, really cool to see your progress over the time. And obviously, we spoke a little bit about your strength, um, strength improvements and progress, but even fitness wise, like you, you, you always give top effort and quite often you are lying on the ground at the end of the workout. So it never goes without, <laughs> without full effort. Um, and very much a part of that that early morning crew that that we have regular there at five fifteen, which is which is always a fun group. So um, excited to see all your progress and everything moving forward. But thanks for uh, thanks for coming on today and sharing your story.
1: Welcome, thank you
0: for All right, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you on the next one. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.